technical difficulty with the intro music there. It sounded like anyway. Uh, that's the web for you, folks. Attorney Steve Vondren, and welcome to the Vondren Legal Hour, the Hour of Power. My God, I need a shower. <laughs> I'm joined today by Frontline Lisi. Are you out there? Yes, I am. What an introduction. Wow. Yeah, you know, I'm working on some new material here. So, uh, anyway, <laughs> love it, we're love joking. It, love it. Yeah, we're joking, having fun here today. Attorney Steve Vondren here with you, licensed to practice law in California and Arizona. We are here talking business. We're talking real estate. We're talking intellectual property, Internet law, new media, those kinds of issues. So, um, welcome to the show. It's been a while. We want to thank. Would you say something there? No, I actually just coughed. I'm, I'm getting over a cold, so it was just a cough. Oh, okay. All right, very good. Uh, wish you luck with that. So, um, yeah, so we're talking today copyright and trademark, two uh, important topics out there now with the Internet. So we'll be talking a little bit about that today. We're talking a little bit about uh, the Wachovia Loan Program or Contingency No Advance Fee Program and uh, some other tidbits that may may pop up. So, Let's get into it. Um, first, we want to thank everyone for their patience. It's been a while since we've been on the show. Uh, Attorney Steve had some uh, tonsil work done, so uh, I'm back. It takes a while to heal. It is true, the older you get, the harder it is to um, deal with these uh, tonsils. I, I should have had it out when I was a kid. I know. It's, it's, a, it's brutal, but we're glad to have you back. Yeah, thanks. So, so yeah, we're back and we're uh, in the trenches and talking about today um, intellectual property law. Intellectual property law is just huge, and you know my my practice has been focused you know largely on real estate issues, but we're seeing more and more intellectual property disputes, more you know trademark and copyright issues popping to the surface, mainly because of the internet, and everybody is putting all their content, all their logos, pictures, text you know, domain names, everything's going online. So, you know, we're we're opening up into this area. We've always had a I would say a, a slight presence in this area, but due to the due to the, you know, large amount of issues and things that are popping up, you know, where we've officially launched our new blog, Attorney Steve's blog, at intellectualpropertylawblog.net intellectualpropertylawblog.net. So check that out. We hope to uh, be the premier source of information on, you know, basically California-related law, things that may help business people, you know, technology companies, real estate companies, um, those types of things, real estate investors, whatever, in the state of California, which is primarily our focus. We also have an office in Phoenix, Arizona, but a lot of our businesses is focused in California. So we try to focus on that. And one, you know, one thing we try to do uh, in posting content and information on the Internet is to guide the California business as opposed to what, what you see happen all the time is people will, you know, read things on the internet. They'll read something out of New York and, and they'll they'll come to me and they'll tell me, Look what I just look at this case. I just read it. Look what happened here, you know, this is what happened in Florida, this is what happened in Ohio, this is what happened in, in Texas and I go, That that's great, but you know, the rules may be different there. Uh state laws in all fifty states differ. So um you know, so what we try to do is gear it toward the California company, so that when you read our information, you say this should. 
which is general information, by the way. We don't provide any legal advice on the Internet or over the radio. Um, but to provide that information so that it's a little more reliable, a little more relevant to the, the company that's dealing in California so you don't have to go find uh, information on other sites and, and think that it may be something that's useful when, in fact, maybe it's not. Um, copyright law, trademark law, that's federal law. There's also state versions of those laws. But, you know, a question that people ask a lot is, well, what's the difference between copyright and trademark? Frontline Lisi, do you have any ideas? Copyright and <laughs> trademark uh, and copyright. Not, co- not coffee. It's not coffee, right? Coffee break. I think <laughs> I need a coffee break. Um, copyright. You need I a shower, think... my God. <laughs> coffee. Oh, my God. You know what? You you, you go. Did I get you off <laughs> no, track? No, I don't. No, I don't. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so basically a copyright is, you know, the one way to think about it is like an artist, um, okay, or, you know, a musician. When you put down anything that's creative in a tangible medium, like you draw something, you draw a picture, this is a copyright, okay, it's not a trademark. Um, If you draw a logo, like the Nike swoosh symbol, that's that's a copyright, that's a picture, it's a creative work fixed in a tangible medium of expression. That's a copyright. Um, songs. You put a song into recording. It's in a recordable form. It's on an MP3. It's on a disc. That's copyright. It's copyrighted. Um, so that's that's essentially a way to look at copyright. Any create any creative that's fixed in a tangible medium of expression, whatever that medium may be, you know, paper, canvas, you know, digital disc. Uh, those kinds of things, those are things that you're going to want to get copyright protection for if it's something valuable to you. I'll give you an example. Um, I wrote a song, ventured into just having some fun in my spare time, ventured into um, trying to, I'm trying to change the state song of Arizona. So I came up with a song, It's Arizona Baby. Um, I'm not I'm a novice guitarist, so I got somebody that knew what they were doing, Mr. Ryan Tracy, epic singer. Um, former quarterback, whatnot. So he he put together the song. We've posted it up on the web. It's ArizonaBaby.com if you want to hear it. It's great stuff. And we got a copyright on it. We got, because it was a song, it was fixed in a tangible format, we registered a copyright where we're both co-owners of the copyright, and we registered that, registered that with the copyright office. So that's something that, you know, just to get an idea how that works. Now, we posted that on a website. So, you know, let's talk about trademarks real quick. So a trademark is essentially when you go to the grocery store and you walk up and down the aisles and you see Campbell soup, that's a trademark. You see a pair of Nike shoes, it's a trademark. You see Arrowhead water. That's a trademark. You see Johnson & Johnson. Those names, those names that identify the source of goods is a trademark. So basically anything that you can use to identify the source of goods, name, mark, image, symbol, anything, can have trademark protection to it. So um, like Intel, they had the commercial. Remember the commercials? Do-do-do. They had the little bell thing. That mm-hmm. sounds. Yeah. That, that sound can be a trademark. 
Really? If you, yes. So it's anything that can identify a source of goods can be a subject of trademark. So, you know, in some circumstances where you have, like, the Nike logo that says Nike, just do it, taglines can be subject to trademark. Um, we just came up with a new logo for our firm, Business Intellectual Property and Real Estate. When your assets are on the line, call Attorney Steve. That's our slogan. That's our trade line. So we are seeking trademark protection on that. I'll be filing for trademark protection on that. It's not a copyright, but the image itself is a copyright. So you can have situations where you have overlapping rights in effect, not so you have the Nike swish symbol and it says just do it. The just do it is subject to um, you know I haven't looked it up but I'm sure it is a federal trademark. And the swoosh, I would assume is you know they may they they have a copyright protection on that. So you see how it works. And then what happens is really making matters interesting. In the good old days, you know you may have there may have been less incentive to copy or, you know, try to trade off the copyright name. But what people tend to do is say, wow, well, yeah, you know, Nike's very successful. Why don't I do something that's close to that? And maybe some people won't know the difference and they'll see my logo, which is very similar to the to the Nike swoosh, or, you know, my tagline will be, I just did it. Or something, you know, and people will be confused, or they may think, "Oh, is this a Nike product? Maybe this is something Nike's a new Nike product that they're working on." So you have those issues pop up where people are trying to trade off or pass off. Um, those are issues that pop up when you throw the internet in there, and everything is on the web, and you're throwing your text, your logos, your your slogans, uh, your domain names, your keywords, things that you're you're trying to draw people to your site by using other people's names. You're saying just do it as one of your keywords, trying to drive people to your site. These are raising the issues that are going on in social media law and these are some of the issues that we're looking at. And you know, one of the things we do is represent brokers and, you know, brokers are online. They're aggressive marketers for the most part. They do a lot of stuff on the internet. So they need to be aware of these issues. So we're bringing more of these issues to the forefront and really getting involved in, in informing and educating people as to what these differences are, what the legal issues are. It doesn't make any sense to, to go into the you know Internet world and try to expand your empire if all you're going to be doing is getting yourself into hot water. Um, I posted a blog today on one of my real estate blogs talking about you know how I've seen companies, real estate companies, um, pick a name, and the name, uh, you know, pick it, you know, I'm not going to name names, but pick a name that's very similar to, you know, 50 other companies that are already out there. There's nothing new or novel about the name. And I'm just, and they'll, and they'll invest all this money in letterheads and envelopes and business cards and websites and domain names and all these things, you know, without even doing a trademark search to see if maybe there's already a company using that name and maybe you're infringing on somebody's name and maybe you're going to have a problem in the future. And, and I've just seen people happy-go-lucky just running with a name that, you know, a bunch of other companies use. And not only that, but, but using images and logos and, and, and things like that of things that already exist. And you're just like, why would you do that? Why wouldn't you come up with your own idea? 
again, it's because some people try to trade off on established, well-established marks, and other people just don't know any better. So we're, you know, having studied intellectual property law in in law school is my was basically what I was focused on when I went to law school. It's time for me to dust off and bring those issues to the to the masses, and you know, basically make more of an, an awareness push on on these issues that are getting people, frankly, into trouble. Well, well, it is interesting because, I mean, you know, we're seeing more and more calls with regards to, you know, even from kids, a parent's calling saying, hey, my kid and and another kid at a school, they're working on an application for, you know, the iPhone. And what, what, you know, they're saying, oh, well, we'll, you know, we'll get you in, you know, bring you in or hire you, you know, right before we're going to submit it for, for, you know, wherever it gets submitted. And I'll say, actually, you really should have an agreement between the two children, the two kids that are working on this together, so one doesn't go run off with the, you know, with the idea, or vice versa, or bring somebody else in. I mean, it's just you don't realize with ideas, you have to protect your ideas, your thoughts. I mean, I have a really good friend that, you know, had a great idea. She's been talking about it for three years. She just didn't have the time to, to you know, really run with it, but she was blabbing her mouth to everybody. Sure enough, one of the guys from her gym, his wife, launched it. Exactly <laughs> what she talked about. I mean, we were absolutely in utter shock when she told me she saw it, and then when we started doing the research, and she said, oh, my gosh, her husband is the guy at my gym that I've talked to about this this idea. So people, mm-hmm. do not share your ideas with other people. Everybody's out there trying to come up with the next, you know, Facebook million, billion dollar idea, and the reality is you need to protect what you have, your, your ideas, and whether, I mean, with the Internet, I mean, you can, you can you know, produce an application. There's an application that um, uh, it's just like a goofy, silly 99-cent one. The guy's made over $2 million with that application. So people know this, and more yeah. and more kids are going to be getting into this. So, you know, parents, if you're out there, you know, don't just think because your kid's a kid. Protect what you have, the idea, everything else. Get, you know, hire an attorney to make sure that, you know, it, your assets are protected. So what you're saying is when your assets are on the line, call attorney Steve. And we'll be right back. That's what I'm saying. Portions of the show are sponsored by the law offices of Steve Vondren. If you're starting a business, selling a business, need a social media lawyer, or have other business or real estate legal matters, you can find us on the web at attorneysteve.net. That's www.attorneysteve.net. You are listening to the Vondren Legal Hour, where you will learn everything you need to know to sound profound at cocktail parties and impressive around the water cooler. If you have something to say, don't be shy. Call right now and speak your mind. The toll-free number is 877-774-3195. That's 877-774-3195. And now, back to the Vondren Legal Hour with attorney Steve Vondren. All right, all right. So we are back. We are back. Um, yeah, so we, we just got done talking um, about, which I thought you hit a real interesting topic nowadays, is these iPhone applications. Everybody is, I mean, it's the, it's the rave, you know, to create an iPhone. I can't tell you how many people have approached me saying, I'm going to create an iPhone application or I want to, what do I do, how do I make sure I protect it? 
you said it best. I mean, kids. I mean, you know, the, you know. Sometimes we think, you know, well, you know, a business person is a, a 25, 35, 45 year old person, whatever. And yet now these kids. I mean, kids are not. I mean, they're they're in the thick of things. They're the internet generation. They're growing up, seeing the digital world just literally grow up around them. And there are so many holes and opportunities just waiting to be filled. And uh, you know, it's it's staggering the amount of opportunities that are out there. And kids sometimes see them. You know, the entrepreneurial kid. And you said, you know, you have kids coming up wanting to to produce these apps. And you're absolutely right. Don't start blabbering. And you know, you need to to consider the legal side of of idea protection and, and whatnot. Um, here's an uh, email that I got, and I just want to read this real quick. This uh, says, I have an idea about, about a mobile application. Should I get IP and patent protection, even though I know that my idea is 30% different compared to my competition? What type of corporation should I set up? Blah, blah, blah. So it goes on. These are typical of the types of um, questions that, you know, that people are asking, you know, do you, do you start a corporation? Do you, um, if you're going to have somebody develop your application, do you get into a written contract with them? How can you make sure that it's going to be confidential? Do you go out and start a website and get a domain name? How do you choose a good name? Um, should you do a DBA? Um, how are you going to do this? Is this, is this, how are you going to protect the app itself? Is it going to be through a patent? Is it going to be through copyrights? Um, you know, those types of things. So these are really important questions where you need to seek out intellectual property and social media law firm that can say, look, here's what we're dealing with. These are the kinds of contracts that you need to put in place. Here's some non-disclosure agreements, copyright assignments, whatever you need to make sure that you're protected. And as you mentioned, what could be worse than going off and having this wonderful idea telling somebody about it over a cocktail, thinking that they're your friends, and next thing you know, they're launching a business based on your idea. And, you know, in, in the case, I think, did you mention they're making millions of dollars? I mean, what could be a bigger slap in the face than that? But who do you have to blame in that circumstance? Mm-hmm. Well, and that's exactly it. I mean, I think that my friend and I, we were just out. She was, I said, well, who have you told? And she's like, and then when we started kind of backtracking, she's like, well, yeah, I blabbed it to, you know, people at the, at the gym, to this, to my friends, because we were trying to see, was is this person attached to one of her friends? She was trying to, you know, trying to figure it out because it was a great idea. And, you know, so anyway, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, and, and like anything, you have an idea, we get super excited about sharing it with people, but before you go share it with people, protect yourself. Hire a lawyer. Have a have a contract put into place, and then blab with however you want to blab, and then at least you have you have some you know protection as to well I, you know I was the first to the game on this one, and you know then you can go sue somebody if they tried to you know infringe on whatever. But I mean, and, and it's and it's going to happen more and more and more. I mean, look at look at the guy that started Facebook. I mean, the guys you know that that he kind of got the idea from and worked with, I and mean, what their settlement was what sixty million dollars. I mean. Uh, you know, a, a penny penny from what it's worth now, but the fact of the matter is, you know, and, and how much did they pay their lawyers to fight for that $60 million? Mm-hmm. No, it's a good a point. Lot of money. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, and, and I wouldn't say uh, to your comment, you know, once you're protected, go ahead and blab. I mean, the, the, you know, no. you have to look at things on a case-by-case basis. There may be circumstances where you certainly wouldn't want to 
be blabbing, and there's certain things called trade secrets that um, I didn't touch upon. Some people say, well, what's a trade, what, what's a trade secret? Um, you know, a patent is something that you can go out and actually get a patent on if your idea is new, useful, and non-obvious. You can go get it, what they call limited monopoly by disclosing your art to the, to the public domain, explaining what your invention is and what you're claiming um, patent protection on. That goes into the public eye, and at some point it goes into the public domain and anybody can, can use it. But trade secrets, on the other hand, is another form of intellectual property. So, so there you have the four, essentially the four main categories of trade secrets, trademarks, copyrights, patents, and trade secrets. Your trade secrets are like kernel secret recipe, you know, you know, the Coke formula. There's these are things where, you know, your your protection can potentially last forever with trade secrets. So there may be circumstances you don't want to be blabbing is what I'm trying to say. So Trade secrets, you know, in certain circumstances, what you have may qualify or you may be looking for trade secret protection. Um, so, though, and the, the final one I'll mention is trade dress. Like you go into a certain restaurant every, and, you know, I'm trying to think of one like, um, I think KFC or something where everybody's wearing a hat and it's all red and white. You can qualify for trade dress protection, which is a form of trademark uh, protection. So again, those are your different categories. You know, there's four or five right there. Different intellectual property rights. Um, they all apply differently. They're required differently. There's, you know, certain elements that must be met to get certain protection for these. And so that's why I say, you know, when you're when you have an idea, you know, the the general rule is ideas by themselves aren't protected. You know, you can't really protect an idea, but once you put it in tangible form or it's a source identifier, different things come into play. So if you're coming up with this new big idea, it may be wise to, you know, think about these intellectual property um, considerations and, and, as you mentioned, seek out a firm that can guide you so you can be protected to the, to the fullest extent possible. So. Um, why don't you talk uh, real quick, uh, Frontline Lisi, about the World Savings Wachovia program, and then we got to run. Okay. Um, yeah, World, World Savings Wachovia Option Arms. Uh, we do those on a contingency fee basis. We do not collect any upfront money. And, um, you know, it's you know it's, it's funny because we get clients, and, and they get impatient, and they get nervous because, you know, we do deal with the legal department, but – when you're not making your payments, you know, you still can get calls from Wachovia, and, and it gets a little confusing. But the reality is is that, you know, it's like I've had people say, gosh, it's been two months, and, you know, I'm, I'm frustrated. And I'll say, okay, you don't think we're frustrated here? We're working for free. We want these done as badly as you do. So we, we get great results, not a guarantee that you're going to qualify, but if there is a modification that you do qualify for, we will get it for you in this department. Um, Again, we do not collect any upfront money, and um, the results that we're getting, I mean, our last client, um, I mean, you know, she got a great modification. I mean, there was principal reduction. I believe there was um, forgiveness of back, back payments plus principal reduction, and um, just really, really great results. Um, I mean, the, the son-in-law said that she actually was crying when she was reading you know, or I think her first month payment was like six hundred and something dollars a month for five years. So, anyway, give us a call eight seven seven two seven six five zero eight four. Again, it's for um, 
Wachovia World Savings Option Arm Pick a Pay Pick a Pray as Attorney Steve says loans. Okay, thank you. And remember, most have a hardship and an ability to forward a reasonable loan payment. You can find more information on contingency mods. Folks, that's up. Time's running. I've got work to do. Thank you, Frontline Lisi. And as always, everybody, keep up the fight and seek legal counsel when your assets are on the line. Thank you so much, everyone. Thank you. Bye-bye. The preceding show consists of general legal information only and is not legal advice or a substitute for legal advice. Contact an attorney if you need legal advice. All information set forth on the show are opinions only and should not be relied upon as being accurate as the law is subject to interpretation and is constantly evolving. The law offices of Stephen C. Vondren is licensed to practice law in California and Arizona, and we only serve clients in these two states. This is an advertisement and communication pursuant to the state bar rules. Vondren Legal Hour, copyright 2012, all rights reserved. 